So you go from one day, Lily, looking in the mirror, believing that you are this one person, to looking in the mirror the next day saying, who are you? Really? Who are you? Really? Look at you. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 31, where today I am talking to Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for doing this today. Well, I would just like to thank you for creating this outlet so us NPEs can do this and and can tell our stories and can express our feelings. So thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. And I was just looking back at the email. Um, You emailed me a little bit of your story, and um, I was pretty shocked by it. And I'm just really just interested to hear from your mouth your story today. And and whenever you're ready, why don't you go ahead and start from the beginning? Okay, Lily. Well, thank you again. Um, So I took an Ancestry DNA test back in November, no, October, November of 2018. Simply, purely out of curiosity. I've always been fascinated by Ancestry. Um, I've been a member of Ancestry.com for years, you know, started plotting out my family tree and things like that. And then when the Ancestry DNA stuff came out, I thought, oh, how cool would it be to do the Ancestry DNA test and send it in and, and try to get some insight regarding, you know, just, just different things, just complete curiosity and entertainment. Well, I got I I sent it in and then I got my results back in December of 2018. And when I opened up my results, uh, the first thing I I looked at was like the map that showed, you know, geographically where your ancestors came from. And um, so I was pretty shocked to see that I had ancestors from the Congo, Cameroon, Bantu peoples, I am as Caucasian as they come. So that, that was shocker number one. I, I remember in my family going to a family reunion when I was 10 years old, this was on my mother's side, that we had some aunts, my mother's great aunts that looked very, very Indian, like Cherokee Indian. So I thought, well, Maybe they weren't Cherokee Indian, and the ancestry DNA results say nothing about any um, Cherokee Indian lineage in my in my tree. So anyhow, we'll leave that there. And the next thing I noticed was 
Italy wasn't circled on my DNA map. And I thought, well, that's crazy because I know for a fact my great parent, great grandparents and great, great grandparents on my, my birth certificate father's side were from Italy. So I took a picture, I did a screenshot of it, and I immediately sent it to my birth certificate father, totally tongue-in-cheek, totally joking with him. Ha ha, dad. (laughs) Hmm, wonder why Italy's not circled. I'm getting a little worried. And he replied, well, that is strange. And and so I knew my great-grandmother was from Milan, which that's the northern part of Italy. Well, Western Europe was also, you know, Western Europe is the region that was circled on the map. And I'm like, well, technically, Milan, Milan, Italy could fall under that Western European. So I said to my, I texted my dad back. I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to send you an ancestry DNA kit just so we can put this to rest. I'm sure there's a perfectly good explanation for it. And we ha ha it. So Let's fast forward to February. Um, February, I uh, wound up, I was raised by, I'm backtracking a little bit here, but I was raised by my mother and my stepfather. My mom and birth certificate father divorced when I was two. My mother remarried when I was almost, I was four and a half, almost five years old. So from that time, I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. Mm -hmm. Well, in February of 2018, my um, stepdad wound up um, dying. He had a very short illness, a very short medical, I should say, illness. We knew that every day he woke up and his joints ached and his back hurt. and, And we knew he was ailing, but we didn't know how far gone he already was by the time we took him to the emergency room because it was very bullheaded. And he's like, I'll go when I'm ready. So it was um, February 8th of 2019 that we finally got my dad to go to the emergency room. And they did all the CAT scans. They did all the tests. And they told us that he was full of cancer and there was no help. Well, he passed away in February, uh, February 13th of 2019 then. And so, so the DNA stuff. Oh, thank you, Lily. Yeah, it was, it it was awful, but you know, we, we tend to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and we keep on going. So, Mm -hmm. so this DNA stuff was in the back of my mind, but clearly my dad dying, my, um, my stepdad who raised me. So I always referred to him as dad. And when I, got married um, the first time. He's the one who walked me down the aisle and gave me away. So he was more than a stepdad to me. He was definitely the father figure in my life. Even through my dad, my dad's illness and him passing away on February 13th, the, the ancestry results were still sitting back there, not making any sense to me. So I reached out to my birth certificate father because I had sent him a DNA kit and I sent him a message sometime after my my dad's funeral and all that stuff. And I'm like, hey, have you gotten your results back yet? And he said, no. And I thought, he that's strange to me. He told me when he sent it in, why doesn't he have it back yet? So we got through March and April. 
and I reached out to him again. We talk, you know, my, my birth certificate dad and I would communicate a lot, um, you know, texting or just chit chatting on the phone on my drive home from work or, or whatever. And, you know, he, he said that he ordered himself a new one because he didn't think he filled it out right. Or he didn't think he registered it right. So, well, this is frustrating. I want to know. Well, anyhow, about end of April, early May, I was laying in bed early in the morning, couldn't sleep, had just been looking at Ancestry.com to see if anything new showed up or anything like that. And I it just really started bugging me, Lily. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why hasn't my dad gotten his results back yet? And so I texted my aunt. I texted my mother's sister. My mom passed away in May of 2014. She kind of had another short illness, kind of like my my stepdad did, and she um she wound up passing away in May of 2014 after we found out in March how ill she was. And um so I reached out sent my aunt and this is my aunt's got a funny name. So I'm going to refer to her name that we call her. We call her Aunt Mike. Her name is Mildred, but she <laughs> never liked to go by the name Mildred. And as a child, she got the nickname Mike or Mikey from the Life Serial <laughs> commercial. I can't. Th- this is the urban legend I've been told. So I texted Aunt Mike and I'm like, hey, Aunt Mike. I said, something's really bugging me. I said, you were my mom's biological sister. If anybody knew a family secret about who my dad is, it would be you. And she responded a couple hours later because I sent it like at 4 a.m. And she says, oh, Teresa Marie, honey, look at you. You look just like your daddy. Don't say such silly things. And I responded, but do I? Do I really? And so she's like, yes. Mike Downey is your biological father. There's no doubting that. So that made me feel better somewhat, but it's still, things still weren't adding up. So here's where it gets crazier. So this just started eating at me and eating at me. So I got on Facebook and I looked up a second cousin who was showing in my ancestry list who my birth certificate dad said, we're not related to that family that I know of in any way. Well, this lady was showing as my second cousin. And I thought, well, for crying out loud, if anybody knew we would be related to a second cousin, it should be my birth certificate dad because he would know. So anyhow, I started looking at that last name and I went through Facebook and I'm like, okay, I had one friend, a, a Facebook friend, that was friends with several of of this last name on Facebook. So I reached out to my friend, Kathy, and I'm like, Kath, I've got a crazy request for you. I said, here's what I found out via Ancestry DNA. And I see that you are mutual friends with several of these people who I'm allegedly related to. Can you help me out? And she responded, I'd be happy to help you out, but how far do you really want me to go? And I said, we're going all the way because I said, this is driving me crazy. I need to know. So do what you have to do. 
So a couple days later, later, I get a text from her with a link to some obituaries and of, of this family's last name. I found a name in there that I recognized. And Lily, the name I recognized was my Aunt Mike's ex-mother-in-law. So the lights and sirens went off in my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm related to my Aunt Mike's first husband. So I'm like, but she didn't know. She doesn't know that I, so all kinds of questions arose. So I called my aunt on the way home from work that night. And I'm like, Aunt Mike, you're never going to believe what I dug up. I said, I dug up some obituaries that has your ex-mother-in-law's name in it. And they're listed as my second cousin. I said, was my mother ever hanging out at your house when one of Rodney's brothers were around? And um, Lily, I'll never forget what she said. She said, oh, baby, not Rodney's brothers, Rodney. And I'm like, what? She said, well, your mama came to stay with us Um and I, I did the timeline on this too, Lily. So my my former cousin, Wayne, was born in um, January of 1970, January 24th, 1970. And so I, of course, I think all of us have done that. Well, I'm, my birthday is November 8th, 1970. I must have been conceived somewhere around this date. Well, so what was happening apparently is my mother was at Big Sister's house helping care for the new baby, and my half sister, um, Sally, and was also helping take take care of some duties for my aunt's husband as well apparently, and mm. so. I asked my aunt, I said, well, did you suspect anything? And she said, well, there was this time. She said, I had to leave to run an errand. And she said, when I came home, there was something weird in the juju in the air. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. She said, I, I had a thought that something might have gone on, but I couldn't say for sure. Okay, so there's that. Um, so I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So my former cousins, who I knew as cousins, are now my half siblings. And oh, talk wow. about <laughs> talk about just like a super shock to this to your system, to your everything. And and I mean, I want I wanted to know, Lily. I wanted to know, you know, the truth. But then when I found out the truth, there were just so many aspects of it that just seemed so wrong. And now then I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I tell my birth certificate, Dad? Now, so ahead. you when you were calling them former cousins. Mm -hmm. So these were growing up. These were your cousins. But now you found out these are your siblings. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Oh my gosh. What a shock. Yes. And so 
I hadn't seen my cousins in years. Um, you know, we all grow up, we all go, go our own separate ways, things like that. And, but I was friends on Facebook with my, um, sister, well, cousin. I, when I, when we became friends on Facebook, she was my cousin. (laughs) So, so I, um, as soon as I, put this together, I immediately messaged her um, through Facebook Messenger. And I said, hey, Sal, have you talked to your mom lately? And she responded, no, why? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's okay for her. But here's what's going on. And she's like, no way. Oh, my gosh, you're my little sister. And I'm like, it's looking that way. I said, would you be willing to take an ancestry DNA test for me? I'll I'll pay for it. I'll send it to you. I just, just, we just need to confirm this. And she's like, sure, I will little sis. So she was already kind of joking about it. I mean, she, she's been wonderful about it. And so, um, so I sent it to her. And maybe a month later, the results come back and it actually shows her and I listed as full siblings. And that made me scratch my head a little bit because we definitely have different mothers. But the way I see it is we probably skewed the results since we had DNA coming in from both sides. Our mothers were full sisters and we have the same biological father so we probably skewed the results so interesting I didn't know that that could happen okay yeah isn't that isn't that funny because then when I saw full sibling I thought no no not another not another shocker you know but no that I believe yeah we I know who my mom is and I know that my aunt Mike is not my mom so um so anyhow, so so you go from one day, Lily, looking in the mirror, believing that you are this one person, a result of two people who you believe to be your mother and father, to looking in the mirror the next day saying, who are you? Really? Who are you? Really? Look at you. And, and so I really struggled with that, Lily. I, I had quite an identity crisis and, you know, everybody who knew me, they're like, you're still the same person, Teresa, you're still the same person. And I'm like, you don't understand. Really, I am not the same person who I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And so my whole life, you know, I look at my skin, I'd look in the mirror because I am a very fair complected, freckle-faced. I always was a little girl that had a face full of freckles. And in the summer, I usually had a good sunburn going on. And I would say to my mom, and I'll never forget some of the conversations I had with my mom about this. Mom, if dad's the majority Italian, why why am I so fair? Why, why didn't I get his skin tone? This is not fair. And we had those conversations, Lily. And I remember my kin- when I was in kindergarten, I was in kindergarten with my cousin, my, at that time, who I believe was my cousin, Wayne, um, my aunt, 
and her second husband lived in the same neighborhood as I did growing up. And so I was in the same grade school as my cousin Wayne, brother Wayne now. And um, I said to mom one day, I'm like, why do I look so much like Wayne? We look alike, mom. And she's like, well, you're cousins. You, you probably would look alike. So, so Lily, this is where it goes to, did my mom know? She had to know. She, I can't believe that she didn't know this. I just don't. And so when I talked to my my birth certificate dad about this and just for the record he handled it so gracefully and so wonderfully um because we were racking our brains together um you know dad did you have any thoughts in your mind at all that I wasn't your biological daughter and he's like never and I asked him, I said, so what was the timeline with you and mom? When did you start dating? When did you find out she was pregnant? So he said that they started dating in December of 1969. And um, in March of 1970, my mother told him that she was pregnant. And in April of 1970, they got married before he left to be shipped off in the service to Anchorage, Alaska. So I was born in the hospital in November of 1970. And um, my, my birth certificate dad wasn't even there when I was born because he was in the service. He was in the army. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just mind boggling to me. And, but my dad, like I said, my, my birth certificate dad handled it like a champ. You know, when I told him what I had uncovered, he's like, very interesting. I'm like, are you okay, dad? And he's like, I'm in shock. I'm in a lot of shock, but this is where I get a little emotional about it because, um, he said, kiddo, it changes nothing. He said, you're still one of the best things that ever happened to me. And I needed to hear that, Lily. I really needed to hear that because losing my stepdad in February of 2019, losing that father figure from my life, um, that was awful. It was, it was awful. I was 49 years old and he had been my father since 1974. So, and and so having my birth certificate dad tell me that it changed nothing and that I'm still one of the best things that ever happened to him just made me feel so, so good. Because I can't imagine what it was like for him to hear that information um, or have that realization anyhow. And uh, so he, I, I had, and I still have them. I shouldn't say I had two siblings from between my birth, certi birth certificate dad and his second wife. But um, after he and my mom divorced in 1972, he went on to remarry and have two more children with his second wife. And I had also reached out to my sister, Lisa, asking if she'd ever done a DNA test and she had not. So I was just trying to, back when I was trying to do all of the uh, sleuthing, all the investigation and detective work, you know, I thought, well, if Lisa had taken an ancestry DNA test and she didn't show it as a sibling to me, well, then, then we know that way too. So it's, 
all of my my half sister, my half sister Lisa, um, from my birth certificate father. I've talked to her as well, and she's like, you're still my sister, Teresa. And I'm like, well, thank you. And Lisa and Michael and I were not raised together. Um, she, Lisa and Michael were raised by their biological mother um, because my dad and her divorced when they were very young as well. And so, so yeah, it's just, it's just nuts. I was going to ask about your birth certificate father when he had taken the DNA test and then he claimed he had to take it again and there was such a long wait. Did you ever find out what that was about? Lily, I haven't. I haven't. I've been wanting to ask him if he ever did get his DNA results back by now. Certainly he has. But I I think it just might be a little too painful for him yet too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, To not see me on there as his daughter. So, so yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know if he ever got him back or not. I can presume he did. Um, but we've never discussed it. So yeah. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the funny thing is now is that my aunt, my mom's sister, my sister Sally's mother, <laughs> has said she wanted to take an ancestry DNA test. And um, I said, well, if you want to take one, I'll, I'll send you one. I'll send you one because I felt kind of bad. I, I felt like I was missing a piece of my puzzle by not having my mom's, you know, not being matched up to my mother. Well, my aunt being my mom's full-blooded sister, I look at my aunt as the closest thing to my mother. Um since mom passed away in 2014 and and so yeah there's a lot of stuff here there's just a lot of stuff to unpack and a lot of emotional family baggage um and some of that has to do with the fact that i i learned um from my sister sally and my aunt that my my aunt's first husband is not the only husband that my mom went after and that leaves you feeling disappointed and very sad for your mother to try to understand how much hurt she had inside of her that she would need to not only do this once to her sister but attempted a second time to her sister and my aunt, I've told her she's the most forgiving person in this world that I have ever met because if my sister had done it to me once and then attempted it a second time, I don't know that I could have been at her deathbed crying with the rest of the family when, when she passed away. I, I'd like to believe I would be that forgiving, but goodness gracious, what a, what a, what? what I can't even unpack that in my head how or my heart how that must have gone but I have a wonderful relationship with my my aunt my mom's sister and a lot that relationship really grew a lot when she and I were together taking care of my mom as my mom was dying and hospice was called into the home but I just I I I would probably make myself crazy, Lily, if I tried to sit down and think about, you know, did, 
did my mom know? I can't, being a, a mom, having two beautiful children, I can't help but think when I was born how she couldn't look at me and think, oh dear, I don't think this is Mike's daughter. You know, I'll never know. Someday when I see her in heaven, I'll find this out. But it's just, it's just crazy, crazy to comprehend. It really is. You have, I mean, listening to all the shocking news you've learned in the last year or two, I mean, this is... This is a lot to take in. This is a lot for you to have learned. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I uh, told my husband after these results came, after I, you know, figure, after I pieced it all together, you know, with everything that I went through with my stepdad passing away. And um, I just said to him, I said, I think this is what, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And I said, I think I need to reach out for some counseling. I need to get some counseling for this because I don't know how to process it. And he's like, that's, you do what you have to do. And so I sought counseling. I'm still in counseling. And, um, you know, all the counselor could do is sit there and listen to me. It doesn't sound like she's had a lot of experience with this, but I feel very comfortable with her and talking to her about this. And um, here's the other part of it. My biological father is still alive. And everybody's like, do you want to go see him? Do you want to meet him? And I'm like, I have met him. (laughs) I, I met him when he was my uncle. I ran into him at family functions that involved my cousin Sally like he was there he was at her wedding he was at a party that I attended for her and I think to myself how could he not look at me and not know that I was his that that's just kind of baffling there also um because Sally and I um she and I have the same body shape. We might not look alike a lot in the face, but oh my goodness, are we built exactly alike. Um, and we met up with Sally and my aunt around Christmas time this year. And I looked at Sally and she looked at me and she's like, look at us. We, mm. we have the same body style, the same shape. It, it was just, that was, that was comforting to me because mm-hmm. I didn't have any whole siblings in my life. Like I didn't have any full blooded siblings. So that meant I never really looked like anybody. Well, now I know why I never looked like Michael and Lisa because we didn't share the same father. Um, but it was kind of comforting to finally have that person that you could identify with a little bit. And so um, our biological father is in a nursing home. He's had several strokes. And um, people are like, well, do you want to see him? And I'm like, you know, I don't have to. I was blessed to have um, two wonderful father figures in my life between my stepdad and my birth certificate father. Now, my birth certificate father was not... um, a big part of my life growing up. He had his other life. I mean, he'd send me a birthday card. We'd talk on the phone a couple times a year, but he lived in another state. So I rarely ever saw him. And my mother had nothing good to say about him. And that's another thing I really struggle with 
for for considering what happened and that he wasn't even my biological father my mom had nothing nice to say about him ever like if he would call we'd get off the phone she'd say what in the blink did he want now and and you know basically it it was a tough situation to be in as a child to have your biological parent have so much disdain for the other parent but maybe I've been doing a lot of thinking about that Lily and I keep wondering if that wasn't her own coping mechanism um Mm -hmm. that that was the secret that she took to her grave with her and her way of being able to cope with that amount of betrayal was to make him out to be the bad person I don't know. I, I, I don't understand that either. Um, but when she was dying, um, my, by my birth certificate father reached out to me and he's like, Hey, Therese, he says, I want to, I want to come up to Illinois and, and stay with the kids because I know that you're spending a lot of time at your mom's taking care of her. And I just thought that was the most unselfish thing that he could have done, you know, and, and now I, it makes my heart hurt for him even more because when um, he was staying at, when he was staying at my house, when I lived in Illinois, um, he went to my mom's house and knocked on the door and my stepdad went to the door and he's like, Hey Tom, I just came by to, I wanted to talk to Sue and, and my stepdad went and asked, told my mom that my birth certificate father was there and he wanted to come in and say hi she wouldn't see him and that broke my heart I got home from work that or I came home that night I was taking care of my mom but I was still trying to sleep at home a lot during the night just to be with my kids and and dad said well I stopped over to talk to your mom and tell her thank you for doing such a great job raising you and she wouldn't see me And that just, that broke my heart because I'm like, you know, let bygones be bygones. That took a lot for that man to go try to make amends in his own way. You know what I mean? No, he wasn't, he wasn't real present as I was growing up. He didn't have to be because my stepdad was, was the present one for me at that time. But my heart just hurt for him because that would have taken a lot to go do that. And then to find out this information, my heart hurts for him even more. But so there's my story. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thank you, Teresa, for sharing all of this. Thank you, Lily. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, could they do that? And how, how do they go about doing that? Um, I, if they would like to email me, Lily, um, my email address is T is in Teresa, T is in Teresa, I, M as in Mary, M as in Mary, 88 at hotmail.com. And if just in the subject line, if they could include NPE story, that way I know, you know, what it's about, that would be great. And I would love to give anybody else the kind of moral support that they need as they navigate these waters, too, because unless it's happened to you, you just really can't even comprehend it, as you know. 
I do know. And I love talking to other NPEs and listening to their stories. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thanks again to Teresa for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.